And I thank you, Professor Hage, and our professor of piano, choir, and orchestra for the music this evening. The report that I give tonight is not my report. It's our report. It is a report on the impact of our master working through staff, faculty, administrators, and most of all, our students. I would like to have, first of all, our staff to stand so that we might recognize you this evening, staff of Bible College. I'd like for our faculty to stand, recognize our faculty. Our administrators, my cabinet. And most of all, our students, the students stand. And now, just remain standing, students. I'd like for everyone that I've asked to stand, would you all stand for just a moment? And as all of you stand, I would like to make this statement to all of the rest of you. You are surrounded at this moment by Nazarene Bible College. Not the campus, not the buildings, but the people who are in this room. NBC is not a place. It is not a person or a single faculty member or students in a particular major. Nazarene Bible College is a partnership, a team of individuals devoted to serving God by fulfilling God's need for individuals to spread his message. This is Nazarene Bible College. You may be seated. And as I've said, the report is their report. It is a team report. It is a winning team report. The church entrusted the responsibility of Nazarene Bible College when it established this college almost uh, 40 years ago. I became a part of that trust 12 years ago when I joined this team as president. I have always viewed the trust placed in this team's hand in the light of Jesus and his parable of the talents. Our task has not been to simply protect the trust, but to affirm it by faithfully returning it to you, the trustees, and the church. More than we received, and that has been our challenge, not just to return it, but to return it with gain. Some efforts have produced immediate results, others which had to be carefully developed, monitored, and encouraged are only now reaching their expected results. As this is my last report for this trust, I want to take a moment to look over the last 12 years, to connect the dots a little bit, and to help you to see what these people sitting here this evening have accomplished in the pursuit of God's kingdom. First of all, I'll talk about the physical plan. Nazarene Bible College was in her 27th year in 1994 when I arrived. I don't know if there is a building equivalent of dog years, but at 27 years old, many of the buildings needed significant help. Uh, especially if we were going to continue to meet the needs of Nazarene Bible College in the future. 
Perhaps it wasn't an extreme makeover such as we see on television, but it was critical. And so during this period, we have spent $1 million and $5 making over the campus. And, comp and this has all been complicated by the respect that we had for the harmony which had been produced by the original architectural design of the campus. And so this meant that when we started replacing all the roofs, we had to replace them with costly shake shingles. New energy realities required us to replace hundreds of single-pane glass windows simply because of energy costs, and so we replaced those with double-pane windows. Several boilers needed replacement and have been replaced. And then, of course, uh, there was no air conditioning on the campus at all when we arrived. This building was being completed, would have been the first building air conditioned. Now we have several of our buildings air conditioned, and we certainly enjoy that in the, the summers that seem to be getting warmer and warmer in this town. The Strickland Chaplain Conference Center was completed, and the debt was retired. And uh, that was a significant uh, challenge for us. Uh, the uh, Brand Center for Innovative Education was completed. The incoming gas and water lines, there was one line coming in and the, and the water and the utilities department said we had to have meters on every building and that was no small challenge as well. The Apostles Court was re-landscaped to improve the security and the beauty of the campus. Uh, we entered into a development project for 240 unit apartments on the back side of the campus and uh, that uh, was engineered and developed by the Bible College and then turned over to Graystar Developing Company for construction. The college holds a project, and, uh, and actually I should say a projected two and one half million dollar asset in this beautiful B plus quality apartment project. And let me just pause here and tell you something. We have in our hands information, bids have been coming in, and the apartment project is about to be sold. And uh, that means that the money that the college invested to develop that project will be returned to us. And so it perhaps will happen by the end of June, but certainly by the next quarter. That will mean that we will leave the campus debt-free, pay off all obligations, return the development money to the general fund, and put $1 million into the endowment. We're thankful for that. A generous donor uh, replaced the carillons that uh, grace our campus, and he also bought this nine-foot piano that uh, we enjoy here in the chapel. And donors have given many things to make this a happy place for us to live and work. As I think of technology, rather than meeting the 21st century, and you know, I was here at the beginning of Y2K. Remember that? Rather than meeting the 21st century kicking and screaming, Nazarene Bible College walked right up into the new millennium and said, let's go. And so the campus has, had been interconnected with a fiber optic system connecting all buildings. Password protected Wi-Fi is now available on the campus. We have gone through two administrative software changes during these 12 years. Two phone systems have been replaced to handle the increased demands. And uh, we just uh, made another replacement on our in uh, T1 lines. You may not understand it, but we have not three T1 lines, but the capability of eight T1 lines now because we're literally serving the world with online education. And so all these demands continue to press us. 
There were probably eight or ten uh, computers on the campus when I arrived in 1994. Today there are 150 plus. A computer lab now serves the campus and thanks to donor gifts there are three smart classrooms that were just completed uh, two weeks ago and five more are being developed and our faculty are certainly appreciative of that. I want to thank our IT team uh, and the Nazarene Bible College Computer Center and uh, they have made the Computer Center here the envy of educators across America and we commend them for the work that they've done. Online education. In 1998 we completed an in-depth study of the emerging concept of online education. Dr. Perkins was a part of that as we were trying to figure out where it was going and it seemed like this was going to be the answer and that was going to be the answer and we were trying to find what the answer ultimately was going to be. The big question related to whether the U.S. Department of Education and accrediting associations would recognize online education. As soon as we realized that was a possibility, Nazarene Bible College became a pioneer in what has become a major online delivery of theological education in the nation today and around the world. We project that 737 students will have taken at least one online course from Nazarene Bible College during this 2005-2006 academic year. A student can now complete a Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree online. We also meet basic ordination requirements through our new Modular Plus program that we put in place in December. And uh, pastors can meet the continuing education requirements through our Institute of Ministry Enrichment called IME program. And then we have developed an online faculty which is uh, one of the envy, envy accomplishments of uh, the Nazarene Bible College team. NBC Online has caught the attraction or the attention of the theological education world. We receive contacts almost daily from qualified people who would like to teach courses for us online. Equally important, we are privileged to be able to share our experience and expertise. We now have several colleges who are using Nazarene Bible College online platform. John Wesley College in North Carolina, Wesley College in Mississippi, the School of Urban Ministry in New Orleans, the European Nazarene College, Caribbean Nazarene College. In addition, Nazarene, Eastern Nazarene College has sealed an agreement with a thousand dollar deposit. A few days ago, Trevecca Nazarene signed a collaborative agreement and then last month, or they signed that last month, which means that they will be placing students in our classroom, they will be enrolled at Trevecca, and so it's a collaborative agreement with them. And then just last week, Multnomah, one of the fine colleges in the Northwest, decided to choose the Nazarene Bible College online platform. Now for those of you who don't understand what that means, uh, these schools are basically flowing, their education is flowing through our computer center next door. The students are logging on and uh, we brand it with their college logo and so it looks like they are in their college and then they pay us so much a student and so this is, is a big thing for us and our IT team has helped make all that happen. Enrollment. This year 250 students are taking courses on campus. We think these students make the best choice by coming to Colorado Springs and the Office of Enrollment and Student Development works hard to ensure that, both, that they both contribute to and benefit from the spirit of our campus. Chaplain Alan Like, who uh, led the, the Congregational Song this evening, has provided splendid leadership for the spiritual life of our campus. 
We have been privileged by our, a steady stream of outstanding preachers and theologians. A few days ago at the T.W. Willingham Preacher of the Year, we had Herbert McGonigal on campus from Nazarene Theological College in Manchester, England. Dr. McGonigal preached four sermons. The first one was, My Utmost for His Highest. The second, The Pure in Heart. The third, The Pentecost of Romans. And the fourth, Psalms 51. It was an amazing thing. Chapel grew service by service. On the last night, on Thursday night, the building was packed. I, uh, we had a little miscommunication on getting him here, and so there was a spontaneous praise time that just broke out among our students. And then I brought, walked in with Dr. McGonigal, and I said, take the time you need. And Dr. McGonigal preached from Psalms 51. Something happened that night I've never seen happen here in my 12 years. You know, this is a preaching school. When he finished that message that night, the students spontaneously sprang to their feet and applauded uh, the finest message they had no doubt heard on Psalms 51. I had a student the other day tell me uh, that, uh, you know, there's a sense of the presence, a spirit of God on the campus, and we thank God for that. It's something that you know when you don't have it, and when you have it, you don't know how it happened, but you just think it's wonderful, and that's where we are. And as I think of the spiritual life, a few days ago, Dr. Matson walked into my office with a student, and he said, this student has something to say to you. And he told me how that he had been gloriously sanctified. As he told the story, I was reminded of having read uh, the story of, uh, of uh, Samuel Logan Bringle when he was sanctified and walked out on the streets of London and he's it felt like he was walking on a cloud. And I saw that student tonight and I said, is it still working? And he said, oh yes, that's what this place is about. I want to talk a little bit about academics. Part of our trust to, is to ensure that we provide our students, whether on campus or online, with the highest possible quality of spiritual, intellectual, and practical guidance. Our faculty members are practitioners with strong academic credentials. And this is not an either-or requirement. Uh, Twelve years ago, eight of our faculty had uh, held uh, earned doctorate degrees. By the end of the sec uh, this school year, 13 of our faculty and administrators will hold earned doctor degrees. That means that three are in the process of finishing them, and uh, you know there is a little bit of an incentive. If they finish it by the first of July, their salary goes up, and so I'm pretty confident it'll happen. <clears throat> and one other is making significant progress toward completing their PhD. And so we are blessed with strong Nazarene practitioners who have also equipped themselves to serve tomorrow's ministry. You know, it's, it's best to have someone in this school teach New Testament Greek that is able to tell a student how you can use that in a sermon. It's best to have someone teach them how to do the practical things in ministry because they have been there, but also the academic credentials are very valuable in an institution such as this. The unique perspective and expertise of our faculty, faculty permeates our cu curriculum as they apply both their understanding of adult education and their desire to meet the needs of our denomination. Let me just pause here and say adult education is somewhat different, so our class schedules are different. 
We, we have a break in the middle of, of every semester because our students, most of them have families. They need a little time to, to catch up on their work. And so our whole schedule is designed around the fact that we're serving adults, primarily 35-year-old adults with, uh, with families. And we understand that and have designed our curriculum to meet those needs. So this has been critical as we have totally redesigned the curriculum in order to move from a quarter hour system to a semester hour system. That happened several years ago, but it's been a part of this 12 years and the faculty did that. See our students were coming in, many of them with semester hours, converting them to quarter hours. If they wanted to go somewhere else, they had to convert them back to semester hours and uh, we eliminated that problem. These precious individuals, our faculty, they guard the unique and cherished mission of Nazarene Bible College within the higher education system of the Church of the Nazarene. This is the Bible College of the Church of the Nazarene. Our faculty ensure that the trustees and the denomination will never need to worry about Nazarene Bible College wavering from its mission. You can be assured that Westland Holiness Education is in good hands at Nazarene Bible College in this faculty's hands. It is because these individuals and the strength of the program they have created that NBC has reached a new academic level to better serve the students and equip them for leadership in the church. In 1996, the college completed its self-study for reaccreditation with the Association of Biblical Higher Education. That was our 10-year accreditation. And this is important for two reasons, money and continuing education. Education or accreditation is critical to assuring our students access to federal uh, funds, uh, student loans and, uh, and grants. Just to get an idea of what that means. Our students received $746,000 in, in outright grants from the federal government and then another $1,957,000 in loans. Without accreditation, this would not be possible and our students would be in desperate need. So uh, we recognize the importance of accreditation, first of all, with Association of Biblical Higher Education. Early on, I also realized that there was the need for our credits to be transferable. And uh, we call it current, uh, academic currency in our world. And so for that to happen, we really needed regional accreditation. And we realized that this was critical for us to be able to achieve our purposes here. Dr. Perkins, who was then our dean in 1994, sent the first letter to uh, the North Central Accrediting Association in December of 1994. And uh, that began this long process of putting the house in order so that we could achieve accreditation. In a few weeks, it will be my honor to place in the hands of our students a graduate diploma that is recognized by the Higher Learning Commission of the North Central Accrediting Association, which was affirmed on February the 10th of this year. That is the highest achievement of all. On finances, <clears throat> again, I'm reminded of something Dr. Perkins said to me when uh, she was academic dean and we were trying to balance the budget. 
And she made this statement. Now, you understand she's worked with the Department of World Missions. She's been a missionary. She knows the church. And she said to me one day, Nazarene Bible College does more on less than any institution in the church. And I believe that's true. We are constantly striving to find more resources so that we can do more. The good news is that we have operated in the black 11 out of the last 12 years with a book showing that we have averaged being out of the black or in the black by $200,000 a year. This is during the same period that we have strengthened faculty and staff salaries every budget year. We have also established the NBC pension plan. We have our own pension plan, which was not in place. We were part of another plan, but we have our own plan uh, during this 12-year period. Our budget was $2,400,000 in 1994. The 2006-2007 budget we're presenting to the Board of Trustees tomorrow is $5,493,000. During these 12 years, the total assets of the college have increased from $5,396,000 to $9,301,000. Now, I don't really understand, but I, in, in college accounting, we have to depreciate buildings. And so while we're depreciating buildings, we still have increased our value by over $4 million. I'm happy to report that the Eugene Stowe Chair of Pastoral Care was completed last year. And it has been my honor to raise $2,856,605 from people who have believed in Nazarene Bible College and have joined me in supporting this school. I made a statement this morning that a college president had a robber come into his house, and the robber said, uh, I want all that money I hear you talking about that you've raised, or I'm going to shoot your brains out. And the president said, shoot my brains out. I can run this college without brains, but I can't run it without money. <laughs> and so we've been trying to find all the money we could. As I think about strategic planning and leadership, and I certainly am interested in leadership. All of the developments that I've just mentioned and successes are the result of the leadership and the commitment of the faculty and the cabinet and the staff. The work, they work in a difficult and a challenging environment because the world of academics is a culture with many academic expectations. Accommodations are alert to federal and government educational regulations. We're certainly aware of the importance of working with two accrediting associations and how these requirements evolve over the years. Faculty and administrators must maintain assessment and quality assurance instruments to document that student learning outcomes have been met and that our students have learned what we had planned for them to learn. And for us, there is the overarching expectation of the ordination and ministerial expectations of the Church of the Nazarene. These are and must remain the cornerstone of our curriculum. Pulling all of this together, balancing it with financial capabilities and determining a path forward requires that considerable time and attention be given to strategic planning. Moving forward on the path that requires that a strategic plan be more than a document on the shelf. 
It is critical to see critical, uh, strategic planning not as a stagnant document, but as a living and evolving process. In 1996, I placed before the Board of Trustees and also the Accrediting Association my 10-year vision. I'm amazed, but I'm happy to report that every item in my vision statement, including a re uh, regional accreditation, in 1996, that was a part of my vision statement. All of those items have been addressed. We all have our own leadership style, and I want to reveal my heart and perhaps shed some light on how my perspective has affected my leadership over the last 12 years. First of all, I believe that Nazarene Bible College is a vessel of God. Secondly, I, or, and then as I come under that, I'd like to say that we must be passionate about Nazarene Bible College. It's been a joy for me to take the message to districts all across the country and uh, to be able to comfortably tell them about this great school. Next, we don't get a second chance for a first impression. We must do it right the first time. Next, we do what we do with excellence. Next, we would make this a happy place. And I remember when our librarian, Vernell Posey, came in. She retired last year. And I looked at her and I said, Vernell, I just have one request. I just want the library to be a happy place. And she did that. But others have done the same thing. And I also have worked on the concept that when a problem is identified, we fix it as soon as possible. And if it doesn't work, we make it work. And when an educational opportunity appears, we seize it. We value donors as partners in ministry. And when we see someone hurting, we dem demonstrate compassion. I have prayer requests coming across my email constantly because this is a place that prays for people. And when we sense that someone, that God is calling someone to ministry, we encourage an appropriate response to the call. I've held the trust you placed in my hand lightly, but not carelessly, with the recognition that it has never belonged to me. I'm neither the first nor the last to have the honor to be called Mr. President. And I would like to say to our newly elected Mr. President, the faculty, the staff, the students, and the administrators that I've introduced to you, they're great people. I believe that you're going to be a great president in your own right. But I also believe that these people will make you a great, great president. They will help you. I'm a simple person, born into Arkansas poverty, but touched by the grace of God. It has been an unbelievable honor to serve and minister as the president of Nazarene Bible College. But the time has come for me to pass the torch and also the trust. I truly believe that Nazarene Bible College will thrive primarily because of the we that I've talked about this evening, who is really the you, the faculty, the staff, the students, the, the administrators. You carry out your mission of preparing men and women for ministry with a, with a God-given passion for Wesleyan holiness education. As for the we that is 
me and this lovely lady because we're we also. After about 250 district visits to represent Nazarene Bible College, I get to quit saying goodbye to my wife at the airport and waking alone in a lonely room somewhere in America. I can quit saying I'll get back to, uh, and get to that problem or that need when I get back and start saying I already did it or I'm going to take care of that. <laughs> in addition to our two daughters, Terry and Tracy, Terry and her husband Pete have also given us two precious grandchildren. We want to share the world of Eden and Wyatt. That's going to be a joyful new world for us. My son-in-law and daughter, they live on a pecan farm, farm that is, uh, is their home and they own that. That's where we are. I'd like to go pick up some of those pecans. I'd like to, uh, to catch bugs and fish and sun rays and all the kind of things that you can do with children. So we're looking forward to what is ahead. It's time for Jan and me to pass the torch and to begin a new chapter in our lives and to enjoy Wyatt and Eden. Thanks for the memories that you've given to us and the opportunity to serve. God bless you. didn't get a chance this afternoon after the election, but if I could have gone by the costume store, I would love to have gone by and picked up a white wig, because for 22 years to be president of this college, you had to have white hair. I don't know how you're making the future without it. <laughs> well, thank you, President Sanders. What a, what a wonderful report. And we're going to say a few more things in a moment, but uh, I think it would be appropriate to hear a motion to receive and approve our president's report. I hear a motion and support. I think if Prof. Like would come and help me just a moment, that in saying, instead of saying I, that we should sing the doxology. Would you stand and let's sing the doxology together as an affirmation of this report Amen. tonight. Praise God.
that last September, at the executive meeting of the board, the executive committee, they asked me if I would be willing to chair the uh, celebration committee. And I agreed. Uh, I didn't need more work, certainly didn't want more work. But the benefit is the fact that uh, when you're the chairman of the committee, you get to assign who you wish. And so I assigned me <laughs> to do this next thing. It is, it is appropriate that the next three persons who will speak words in, in affirmation and honor of our president would do so. Uh, I came here because Dr. Hiram Sanders is my friend, and he offered me the opportunity to, to share a trust with him. And I have been privileged beyond words to do that. Uh, following my words will be uh, Tracy Sanders, second daughter to our president and his wife. Uh, she, uh, she spoke uh, words of honor at his inauguration, now 12 years ago almost. So it was right that she would do this and speak on behalf of family and friends. And then Dr. Harold Graves, president-elect, will finish that time with words about him, about our president as, uh, as churchman and as a minister of the gospel. Most people know that I do not even like preaching from notes. Uh, so you may know what I would feel about preaching from text. But to keep me on track, I have written it out. <laughs> You know the voice of a general superintendent <laughs> say that. To, to honor Dr. Hiram E. Sanders, president of Nazarene Bible College. Dr. Hiram E. Sanders has been president of Nazarene Bible College since his election to that office in 1994. He will complete 12 years of distinguished leadership for the college at his retirement in June. Hiram Sanders prepared all his life to be a leader. As a boy, he experienced the hard days of the Depression, but learned how to flourish through hard work and creative thinking. As a lad, he saw his father march off to war, but received him back again. He learned that the grace of God could save and transform his parents and the whole family. As a college student, he learned that God could sanctify and call and provide for ministry. As a pastor, he learned to give energy and long hours to love and heal his people, to preach strong biblical sermons, to solve people problems, and to cast vision for growth and evangelism. As a college administrator, he learned how to inspire churches, love students, and navigate within the thin air of an academic institution. As a district superintendent, he built for the future. He developed pastors. He reached into the life of the denominational church. And, learned, and he learned that God could be at work around the world in the lives of people everywhere. And when God had prepared him just right, God made him president of Nazarene Bible College. Hiram Sanders has been both a leader and a servant as president of Nazarene Bible College. He has been a leader who brought vision for the growth and strength of the college. He continually reminded us that Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world. He pushed us all to be a college of the highest caliber, 
There has never been a conflict in his mind between being a top, top quality institution of higher learning and being a Bible college. He championed the mission of, and character of Nazarene Bible College. The purpose of NBC, he said, has been and continues to be to raise up a clergy for the church. He never appeared unnatural in his service. He demonstrated how to place the welfare of others before himself. He has been a man of prayer. He has honored the word of God in his preaching. He has given pastoral care to the students and personnel of the college. I know that for sure. He has been a profound churchman. He has been a model of the Christian minister for our students. Under his leadership, the college has been reaffirmed for accreditation with the Association of Biblical Higher Education, has initiated a state-of-the-art online education program, has added a Christian counseling program, and has provided ordination training for hundreds of persons through the Alliance for Ministry Development. Under his leadership, the college built the Brand Center for Innovative Education to house the online offices and state-of-the-art technology staffed by the best in technology personnel. Under his leadership, the college redesigned its academic programs and calendar, encouraged faculty development and advanced degrees, and beautified an already beautiful campus. Under his leadership, the college developed a source of income from the land that had for many years been vacant and unproductive, increased the college endowment by at least $1,642,000, provided thousands of dollars in scholarships for students, and raised the money to endow the Eugene and Faye Stowe Chair of Pastoral Care in numerous ways, raising more than $2.8 million through donor giving. Under his leadership, the college developed a strong system for pastors to take continuing education presentations online and reached out to persons taking the denominational modular curriculum by developing a module plus program and online delivery of the modules for college credit. Under his leadership, the college was inspired to reach for and achieve regional accreditation with the Higher Learning Commission of the North Central Association of Colleges and Schools. This mark of distinction by an external agency is validation of the quality and strength of an NBC degree without compromising the historical mission of the college. Dr. Sanders has been a leader for NBC at, an almost, at a most important time, and he has affected all of us. In a wonderful discourse from the Gospel of John, in chapter 15, verse 15, Jesus said to his disciples, No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. President Hiram Sanders, you have made all of us a family, and we are sold in the family business. An official is someone who is elected to an office. A leader is someone who fills that office. Hiram Sanders has shaped the office of president to his character, his energy, his servant's heart, and his courage to step into the future. And now as the torch is passed to the next NBC president, President Sanders' ministry and educational accomplishments will take their place in the rich heritage and history of Nazarene Bible College. But we will remember him as a powerful and innovative leader and a sensitive minister of the gospel and Christ's compassion, a true servant. Thank you, sir. When we were driving down here this morning, Dad said his biggest fear is that he'd go home tonight and feel like he'd been to his own eulogy. 
so I'm, I'm not going to talk about him tonight as, as my dad because I think for one thing I, there's not enough time to do that. But what I want to do is talk about him as a leader if I can get through this from the perspective of his family and his friends. And we have people here today who are part of that first pastorate. And you people that are here, that's part of the last role that he's had. It's usually the role of parents to look back over the lives of their kids and see how they've grown and developed and matured. I had the privilege to look at his life over the last 40 years and to see how he has grown and developed and matured as a leader. I think they say that the strongest memory you have is a sense of smell, and one of my first memories is sawdust. I remember hanging out with Dad in, in Lakewood, Colorado, as, as they were building a new education center, and learning how to avoid the places with the sharp nails, and get to play with the blocks and the sawdust. And he's, throughout his, his time and his commitment to the church, has continued to focus on building education. I think through all the building projects that you've ever done, it was always an education center that was being built. It was never a sanctuary, it was never bigger worships, it was education, it was always the priority. And, it, and when we went to Seattle, he built the school. It went from a, pretty, a preschool to a strong K through six school. It was always education. And what I see he's built here is it's not the buildings, it's the infrastructure. It's the part that's going to be left behind. It's the people, it's the online education program. That, that development in his own life, but keeping that focus. I've seen him learn how to take an idea and to develop that idea and build that idea until it is a full-blown vision and then to sell that to everybody else. So it's not his idea, it's not his vision, it's everyone's vision and it becomes the mission. And to see that mission develop and move forward. I have seen him as, as a truly great leader knows how to do is to seek mentors in his own life. The relationship that you've had with Nick Hall and B.H. Lewis, you knew to go to these men to get accountability and guidance. I've just, I've just watched this throughout your life and your development and it's been a role model for me. When I go to my own management training, they often ask me, you have to come up with a role model for your life of a good leader and it just, it's a second, it's my dad. It's no problem, it's, it's no challenge to figure that out because he's, throughout his career he has demonstrated those marks. The other thing I was thinking about this morning is, is as I'm looking at my own career development and where I am is, from the time I was a child, I, can, I remember even six or seven years old, the impression that he gave me of, of the stewardship and the role of the church. And that I knew that when I sat there in the congregation, that my home was paid for by those people. We had a trust, it was tied, it was commitment to the church and the honor and the obligation that he owed back to them. And I knew that from a child and I suppose it's no wonder now that I work for the government. And I take my obligation to taxpayers so seriously because I think that was something that was instilled in, in me from a child. And I just wanted to thank you on behalf of really not just your family and friends, but I think from the people that you've pastored throughout your life. I think I can represent that, that body of people that have known you as a pastor. Sue today was talking to me and, and the tears came up in her eyes talking about the role model and the leadership that you gave her as a teenager and the choices that that helped her make as, as she went on through her life. There are thousands of people across this country who I know have had that moment when both of their, their hand has been taken in both of his and he leans back on his heels and he gives that big smile and he says, how are you? And he means it. He wants to know from the bottom of his heart, how are you? And I just thank him for the, the, the example that he's given me throughout his life and the leadership that he's given and, and the role model that he has shown to me and to all the, I think, many people throughout this country of what a true pastoral leader is. So thank
Dr. Sanders, I, I think it's appropriate that the picture behind us is uh, one of walking in, in the fields. I, I've been to your first pastorate. His first pastorate is Horton Chapel, Oklahoma. Uh, well, it's Horton Chapel, it's really not a Horton Chapel, Oklahoma. It's a mile off of paved road even today. And that was his first assignment. I guess it was the Eastern Oklahoma District at that day, or maybe it was Northeast Oklahoma. And uh, I remember my first trip there myself, uh, a strange car pulled into the church that day, and the cows came to the fence to see who was getting out. <laughs> so from the beginning, in green pastures, and now, as you walk into new green pastures, your ministry has been rich and has been a blessing to so many. Um, some of you might know that um, early on in his ministry, this education thing, Tracy, was beginning to develop as he planted the Nazarene Student Center at Oklahoma State University in Stillwater. That was 40 years ago, I guess. And today it continues to flourish. And I have a personal tie there as my daughter and son-in-law direct that student center now that Dr. Sanders founded so many years ago. So early on in ministry, he was beginning to touch lives that would continue to touch lives. And so tonight, as we focus on the man of ministry and the church, I, uh, I wrote these words, sent them in to a book. If you were ever in his office, you know he had a fondness to Abraham Lincoln. I wanted to find a quote from Abraham Lincoln that, that seemed to resonate in my heart to what Hiram Sanders has meant to me and to others that he has touched through his ministry. Abraham Lincoln wrote, Let us have faith that right makes might. And in that faith, let us to the end dare to do our duty as we understand it. Hiram, as I've observed your leadership at NBC, you have demonstrated a faith that has dared to do your duty as a visionary leader for our college. Your leadership has initiated positive change, inspired innovation, and ensured an optimistic future for the Nazarene Bible College. Personally, you are a great friend. I have enjoyed these times of fellowship and the counsel that you have so freely given to many of us. And we pray God's richest blessings upon you and Jan as you enter this new chapter in your life. You're certainly going to be in our thoughts and prayers. A wise man told me as I began my pastoral ministry, he said, son, leave a place better than you found it. And everywhere you have been through your ministerial journey, you have left it better than you found it. And for that, a grateful church says, thank you.
And now we get to give some gifts. I'm going to ask the members of the Executive Council, uh, Dr. Brian Wilson, Vice Chairman of the Board, and then our Treasurer, Dr. David McClung, our Secretary, uh, Barbara Hornbeck, and Dr. Roy Rogers, at-large member, to come and join me. And Dr. Sanders, if you would join me, we have some things that we would like to give to you tonight. Uh, from the Board of Trustees, Why don't you stand right up here by each speaker, if you would? Just down this side. Not too close to that. Somebody watch that flame back there, will you? Going down. Dr. Sanders, the Bible College has had in place a way of honoring faculty through the granting of uh, emeritus status. We've not had in place uh, any way of honoring those who have been in administration. And so this morning in executive session, the Board of Trustees took action to correct that and has established a policy. Uh, the criteria is very stringent and very requiring. Uh, it requires a significant period of time. Uh, we're talking 10 years or more of service, Nazarene Bible College. We're talking a service that is noted by excellence uh, in every way that uh, is noteworthy and uh, really exemplifies the spirit of Nazarene Bible College. Uh, along with the criteria and the requirements are some benefits to that. Uh, benefits such as the access to the electronic learning resources that are available for faculty. Uh, something like, a, oh, a lifetime email address from NBC. Uh, the placing of a name in the catalog of the school. Um, I think there are some other things on the list there. Um, but uh, attendance at the uh, academic events of the college and commencement. And of course, the continued prayers of your constituency and the Board of uh, Trustees. Uh, along with the establishing of that uh, policy, they took action today to name one who would receive uh, such an honor. Uh, Xerox Corporation, I believe, pioneered and perfected the uh, art of photocopying mm -hmm. such that uh, even after other companies uh, developed their own products, we would still talk about making a Xerox copy, even if we used an IBM or a Canon or a Ricoh. Some names are just synonymous with a product, and uh, we just believe that the name Hiram Sanders is synonymous with Nazarene Bible College, and we want that to continue to be the case, and the Board of Trustees today has elected you. We're making the announcement a little prematurely because you're still serving, but the day you close the office for the last time, uh, you will be granted the status of President Emeritus of Nazarene Bible College. Congratulations, sir. Like Dr. Stelting, I've written my words out here so that I don't stray too far afield. Dr. Sanders, we know that you will 
cherish the title of President Emeritus and that you will internally wear that mantle with dignity, grace, and fond remembrance. As a board of trustees, however, we look around this place and all that you have accomplished and the legacy you have left behind is inestimable. You have truly been God's man for this place as evidenced by the buildings, the programs, and especially the people. So we want there to be a daily reminder of that legacy. And so as a lasting tribute to your vision, courage, and exemplary servant leadership to this place, today your Board of Trustees unanimously and enthusiastically voted to name the administration building the Hiram E. Sanders Administration Building. Excuse me, Dr. Sanders, we know you didn't serve for the money, but we didn't want you to leave here without a love offering. And so that we, I have here a check from the Board of Trustees, and it's enough so that you'll know that we love you, but it's not enough that we have to raise tuition. <laughs> It is a delight for me and a privilege, uh, not only as a trustee of this college, but as a friend of Hiram Sanders tonight to say to you, I'm not really sure why they asked me to deal with a mode of transportation, except that a few years ago, Dr. Porter, someone gave me a horse. <laughs> we are not going to give you a horse this evening, but I have here the key to your Toyota. Oh. And as you go to those grandchildren, enjoy the greatest job that you're ever going to have, <laughs> Grandpa. God bless you. Some of you attended the luncheon today and heard a wonderful announcement. Some were not there. I'm going to ask Dr. Matson to come and just share briefly the announcement that he uh, made at the luncheon today. Thank you, Dr. Graves. Many of you know that in September, the Executive Committee of the Board of Trustees asked me to uh, spearhead a fundraising campaign to endow a scholarship in the name of Dr. and Mrs. Sanders. All of you undoubtedly have received letters from me and you have responded. We have received gifts from alumni, churches, faculty, staff, administrators, donors, the list goes on. And it was my privilege this afternoon to present a giant size check to Dr. and Mrs. Sanders that will be for their endowed scholarship, the Sanders Willie Scholarship, in the amount of 
$98,370. I think we're more excited and pleased about the scholarship than anything. And like I said, someone asked me months ago, what can we do for you in your retirement? And at that point, I knew that uh, we were working hard on accreditation. And I said, the greatest gift is the opportunity to place that diploma in our students' hands at uh, CARES North Central Accreditation. You've given me that gift, and now I'll be able to bestow that on our students. And then uh, Jad and I had started working on this scholarship months ago. And uh, so uh, I, we had... We had contributed ourselves about $11,000. And so now it's up to, uh, I think, 109000 with what uh, was given today. And uh, our dream is that that will be uh, the best scholarship that we give, uh, that it would be one for a man and one for a lady, and it would be based on excellence and commitment to uh, the doctrine of Christian wholeness, primarily in the Church of the Nazarene, and also uh, on this campus. That's our dream. <laughs> Thank Before you so you much. Uh, Brian, would you usher Mrs. Sanders up, please? I think it would be appropriate if Mrs. Sanders joined Dr. Sanders here at the podium and that this community have an opportunity to show both of them our sincere appreciation uh, before Dr. Porter comes and, and leads us in a closing benediction. It's been a joy to have Dr. Porter here with us today. A true blessing to have him with us. So let's show our appreciation to the Senator. This has been a very special, historic, and happy day in the life of Nazarene Bible College. On the first ballot, the Board of Trustees, by two-thirds majority vote, elected Dr. Harold B. Graves, Jr. to be the fifth president of Nazarene Bible College. We are so delighted, Harold, for your willingness to accept this challenge and this chapter, continue to build on the great history and legacy of this school. Let's congratulate and greet our new president-elect. And I would invite the four of you, if you would turn and face me now. Something I learned during the last two years in my South America jurisdiction is that the Brazilian Nazarenes love the final benediction of the service. Maybe because church is finally over after three hours. <laughs> or maybe it's because they really do want that uh, pastor's blessing in their lives. And whenever the benediction is given all throughout Brazil, I noticed that they just instinctively turn their hands up to receive the benediction. So I invite you, Dr. and Mrs. Sanders, as you conclude this chapter, I invite you, Harold and Trail, as you begin this chapter, and all of us together, and Dr. Selty and I have written my words out also, 
so that I do not waver. <laughs> Brother Hiram and Sister Jan, may the Lord's good and gracious plans for your next life chapter evolve gently in the context of your ex exceptional life of servant leadership. May the Holy Spirit often remind you of the sincere, heartfelt expressions of love and appreciation demonstrated today here by us, your grateful colleagues in ministry. May these coming years be filled with many rewarding Eden and Wyatt times, many fun and funny hours of enjoying each other's company, and many blessed opportunities for continued service for Christ, the church, and the kingdom. Harold, Cheryl, trustees, faculty, administration, staff of Nazarene Bible College, student body and friends. May the Lord of the church grace you, your families, and your ministries as the NBC community of faith. May the Father majestically grant you the desires of your hearts. May this and many future generations of NBC students on and off campus celebrate the Christ-centered education, training, and mentoring they've received through the ministry of this important school of prophets to the glory of God. And now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from stumbling and will bring you into his glorious presence, innocent of sin and with great joy. All glory to him who alone is God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, glory, majesty, power, and authority belong to him in the beginning, now, and forevermore. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen.